Is it supple? I'm also on opioids. I have like chocolate sawdust stuck in my teeth right now. Yep. Have you ever known anyone named Lyle that washed their hands? Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Oh, please, Jesus, send down your wondrous lightning bolt. And kill my friend. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to Sushi Jackknife. Hey. Oh, Nathan. Is that... Are we going to make that our new theme song? <laughs> no, no, no. I want to join everyone in saying, God damn you, right now. <laughs> I, I like to think that out of the thousands upon thousands of listeners we have, <laughs> I mean, just tens of hundreds of thousands of listeners listening to this episode that's right that's right there's at least one who is jamming to that (laughs) sometimes i like to imagine that you know the world is destroyed right cheery for the that's a cheery place for the most part like Uh uh-huh destroyed for the like like people are alive okay but like there's no you want to be in a dystopian future there's no real buildings yeah okay there most of culture has been destroyed okay but somehow the thing that survived mm-hmm. was like 200 episodes of us <laughs> and we're the new basis for pop culture i so everyone in this dystopian future shitty though their lives may be is walking around going oh god what's weird is in that situation we'd probably become a religion (laughs) yep you know what religion i learned about a lot in the last couple weeks am i supposed to guess Uh, no not really i mean i can that was rhetorical mostly mercerism do you know what mercerism is no Mercerism. Please, please tell. I, I will. Mercerism comes from the novel "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" Oh boy, which I just finished by you know Philip K. Dick, which yeah. is Blade Runner, which everyone knows. There's a lot that they left out of Blade Runner, including an entire religion. It's based on. It's interesting. It's not a real religion. It's just in this book, as far as I know. Are there any actual practicers of mercerism? I don't know. Let's find out. Um. The basic premise is there's this guy, Wilbur Mercer, who you who teaches you empathy. He teaches you empathy by you holding on to the handles of a television called an empathy box, wherein you experience, uh, you know, all of your senses are wrapped up in this experience of him walking up a hill and getting stoned to death. Okay. And you emerge from this experience actually having physical wounds somehow. Now, in the book, Philip K. Dick doesn't really explain how that happens to people. You just assume it's somehow through the empathy box, right? Um, and the religion, that's sort of the main feature of the religion. You're supposed to, what do they call it? 
Merge? Is it Merge? It might not be Merge. Something like that with with Mercer, right? And the other people that are also hooked into their empathy box at the same time. Right. Um, the other feature is you highly, highly value animals. And you empathize with animals and try to caretake animals as much as you can. To the point where having an animal... Um, well, first of all, animals are rare because in this world, there's radioactive dust everywhere that's right. killed basically everything. They're living in a world <laughs> where the only entertainment left are episodes of Sushi Jackknife. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew we would all, it all tie mm-hmm. together? Um, so, they highly prize animals so much so that like it's kind of like buying a car. Okay. Like, you make monthly payments on a real animal, or you can choose to buy a cheaper imitation animal that is good enough so that your neighbors don't notice that it's not a real animal, right? And certain animals are prized over others, like horses are really valuable. That's what I was going to ask. Which is is the Lamborghini and which is the Kia of animals? I think, yeah, like a horse or a cow would be super valuable, but like a a goat or a sheep is like really nice. Okay. You know? So that's like a Lexus. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So what's a Kia? Like a cat. That sounds right. That sounds right, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these people spend, they, they like, in the movie, right, Harrison Ford's character, Rick Deckard, right, is this kind of tough guy who's, like, kind of falling apart, you know what I mean, the whole time. In in the book, it's, it's that, but it's also, he's got this, like, well-worn copy of this, uh, basically, like, Kelly's Blue Book of Animals. <laughs> in his pocket at all times so if somebody's like ah oh, i found a spider he flips it open he's like oh you can get 125 dollars for that spider wow if it's a genuine spider like he right. knows these things he's always looking it up now how would it be an imitation spider they would make robot fucking, it's a robot they make a fucking okay. robot spider yeah <coughs> so the androids what's the only thing in the book that separates the androids from the humans the androids have superior intelligence at a certain point right um, then, like, on a calculative sort of basis, right? right? What we always fear. But they still lack empathy. Yeah. Right? Because they're androids. They're androids. So, the religion is all about empathy, and the androids can't conceive of empathy, right? So, that's what that, the religion and the android, like, the religion is almost there to separate the humans from the androids. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because they can't merge right. with Mercer, right? They can't have this emphatic experience if that's the right word okay so the two things exist in opposition to each other um at one point in the spoilers at one point in the book you know uh there's this like popular television and radio program that's always on kind of you know kind of your fox news like sushi jack like sushi jackknife that's what it is yeah that's on 24 7 and the guy's name is buster friendly and buster friendly is always throwing out little digs about wilbur mercer right and then he finally has this big expose towards the end of the book where he says wilbur mercer is not real he was an actor uh the experience that you've all been taking part in was just just a movie basically the guy who played him was an alcoholic you know blah 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 right so uh, but what you find out the twist on that buster friendly is a goddamn android so he's trying to undermine the religion that separates the androids from the humans it's a good book. Uh, I've read... Okay, all right. His books are always weird, right? <laughs> they are. They're weird. I've read 
three? Yeah, I've read three of his books. This mm-hmm. is the best. Okay. I thought I was reading the later catalog until I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> I was reading the earlier right. catalog. So Well, he, his later catalog was like Twilight. Like he read yeah. the Twilight novel. Yeah, he started to do like vampire yeah. fiction. Yeah. Romantic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No phones allowed. You're not allowed to look that up. Uh, um, the question I have yeah. is, do they ever... Do they ever answer the title question of the book? No, it's not even like... Then I don't care. That's all I want to know. <laughs> well, it's implied. I'll say this. Okay. It's implied. Because you know the thing about Blade Runner, right? We're going deep on Blade Runner here. No, I don't. Okay, well, the thing about I've Blade... I've never watched the Blade Runner. Oh, it's so good. You would hate it. But yeah, I, <laughs> I know. That's yeah. why I've never watched it. <laughs> the thing about Blade Runner, though, is everyone's always wondered, is Harrison Ford, Rick Deckard, is he an android or not, right? Mm-hmm. But in the book, it's pretty clear he's not. He takes the test that he administers to androids before he kills them to determine if they're an android or not because they look so much like humans. They're organic, by the way. They're not, like, made out of bolts and shit. They're, like, flesh. What, what is the test? It's, um, it's an empathy test. <clears throat> so he asks a series of questions, and he measures the response, like, both the response time and, like, the severity of the response and it's supposed to be like you know an immediate kind of thing so he'll he puts like a little patch on their face and then like maybe something on their it might be their hand i don't remember and he'll he'll say something like you walk into a room and your friend is showing them your their brand new couch which is made of human leather and then is it supple (laughs) you might be an android (laughs) i've never seen human leather i don't know if it's supple I, we don't take a lot of care of our skin, so... Well, I know, but we're also not a couch. That's true. I mean, I assume that cows aren't taking great care of their skin either. <laughs> That's a good point. But we make that supple. Oh, supple couches. Do androids dream of endless streams of sushi jackknife? <laughs> don't know. So he has an electric sheep in the book right he had an organic sheep that died okay and he couldn't afford to get another organic sheep so he got an electric sheep to make him feel a little bit better then the electric sheep got fucked up Uh uh-huh so yeah so it it talks about sheep but yeah i guess it does sort of beg the question when you stop and think about it do would an and he's a human he dreams of an organic sheep yeah would an android dream of an electric sheep and the answer is kind of no. Like, they don't give a fuck. There's a scene in the book where one of the androids, there's another human in the book who's what they call a special, meaning he's, like, been mentally affected by the radioactivity, and he's he's kind of a dumbass. And Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That took a very different turn than I thought it was. Yeah. No, no. I was like, X-Men. No, And then, no, no like bad x it's like the real x-men yeah where if you <laughs> get exposed you're like just kind of fucked up <laughs> he's alive but he's kind of fucked um poor guy what's your power i hurt all the time <laughs> pain can you like give other people no just me just my kill pain. me please ah i'm also on opioids i have a really bad this is why realistic X-Men never never took off. So Rush Limbaugh's an X-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> oh, if only Stanley had been a bit darker. 
there there's <clears throat> one one universe like you know how they have all the alternate universes oh yeah there's one that at some point they're gonna bust out where it's just the realistic x <laughs> and like wolverine just keeps like his hand hurts all the time and he keeps accidentally stabbing his friends because he's not prepared to control those things no not really not really <laughs> no i'm sorry ah, <laughs> another collapsed lung <laughs> and it's only tuesday mm-hmm. um the this uh this book and yeah. movie yes sound terrible um well you hate science fiction <laughs> except for kurt vonnegut yeah you hate science fiction yeah and so i wouldn't expect you to like it yeah. can i tell you why i'm immediately out on blade runner sure everyone i know who loves blade runner We'll talk about all the different versions of Blade Runner, yeah. and they'll talk about it forever. Oh, yeah. Right. And they'll talk about how each one is different than the last oh, one. Oh, you mean like and, all the cuts yeah. and stuff? Yeah. There's multiple cuts in the movie. And you know what? I don't want a movie where I have to watch it eight <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. However many different versions there are. I just want the one. Yeah, just the one. <laughs> I... I I, I think the copy I have is just the theatrical cut. I'm pretty sure. Wow, that's the wrong one. I, I know. Or the right one. I, I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. My point is, though, that like all this controversy about whether the guy's an android or not doesn't exist in the book. At least not so far as I could tell. There's no ambiguity whatsoever. Well, but that's not, that's not interesting. I know. I know. Ridley- and, and it also doesn't say Blade Runner anywhere in the book. They just came up with that shit. I'm not sure how or where it came from, but it's not in the book. Did you know that movie was not successful? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Not surprising, really. I didn't know that. Commercially successful? Not really. No, it wasn't. And it cost a lot to make, I think. It was $28 million to make and $33.8 million box office. So it it made its money, but but not much. That's not successful. No. That's... And I'm sure Harrison Ford took a hunk of that. Oh, yeah. Because when did he... When did that come out? Since you've got the internet up, eighty-two. There. So, that's so yeah, that's between like between Star Wars, or is that after? That would that would be before Return of the Jedi, but, but right? after after Empire Strikes yeah. Back, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. What Re- Return of the Jedi would have been eighty-three. Is that right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I think that's right. Yeah, I, I, I yeah eighty-three. I would okay. encourage people. Oh, I forgot to have a surprise for us. I don't know what that means. Uh, let me just finish. I would encourage people to to check out the book. That's all. I'm not going to do that. I know. I love the title. It's a great title. Yeah. It's but, a great title. But knowing that Blade Runner came from it. <sighs> yeah. Basically, anything Ridley Scott touched, you, I'm probably you not You want to have like. nothing to do with I'm it. I'm probably not going to okay. like it. I have a surprise for us that I completely forgot about until I looked at my notes. Thus, the power of notes, everybody. So, can you vamp, and I'm going to go get it? Um, Because it's upstairs. I mean, I can't guarantee how good the vamping will be. It's going to be fun, because I'm going to be gone for, like, a couple minutes. Yeah. And I won't hear it until I'm editing this, like, days from now. Yeah. You're probably going to want to just chop all this out. No, no, no. I want you to vamp hard. Vamp hard. Do whatever you have to do in this space intrude upon my life whatever you need to do up upon your life 
Sure. Whatever you need to do, you just do it, and I'll be back. I'm leaving now. I actually don't want you to, to like intrude too much, so I'm going to try to go fast. Yeah, you better. I, um, I was just going to fully intrude on your life the whole time you were gone. I'm not even... I'm not even sure how I would I would intrude on one's life. Um, I mean, I guess I'm a talented individual. I could I could figure it out if I really wanted to. Uh, we could talk about you know the the piles of drum equipment that have just piled up behind his seat over there. That's not why. Why does anyone need that much drum equipment? It's not set up. You can't play the drums. He's not going to set that up to play the drums. It's impractical. Uh, I mean, there's there's all sorts of just garbage in this basement. Um, we got we've we've got comic books that I've never seen him read. He's never read one issue of these comic books that are sitting here. Eight hundred different cables everywhere. I don't I don't know. I think he may be a hoarder. I'm sorry. What? What? Uh, nothing, man. What, what what did I hear about hoarding as I came down the stairs with a gift for you? I, a gift for you. You told me to intrude on your life. I did. Yeah, it's a kind of... I was talking about you hoarding emotional baggage. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's, Just kidding. Uh, so, I forgot that I had these because I bought these and I didn't eat them right away. I went to Publix the other day, which is rare for me. I don't have to find myself at Publix. For those who don't know. Yeah. Kroger is the main gas uh, grocery store around here mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Publix, it's, right? That's the fancy grocery. That store. is correct. I mean, it's less fancy than say a Whole Foods or a Trader right. Joe's, right? But still pretty fancy. But like you walk through their bakery and and you're like cannolis, right? Just lots of weird cannolis, pizza dough. What is this? The thing about Publix is it's present. It's the nicest grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even say that Trader Joe's is the nicest because it's so oh, fucking tiny. No, Publix is way nicer it's so than Trader nice. Joe's. Trader Joe's is cheap. Yeah, Publix is nice. Yes. Publix is nice. It's on par with Whole Foods. It's a luxury shopping experience. It is. It is on par with Whole Foods. I would yeah. agree. But Whole Foods is always packed with goddamn people. Yeah, buying their lentils. That's. Uh, all right, so I we need eight pounds of lentils. <laughs> I have to make kugel. I am on a lentil only diet. <laughs> lots and lots of kugel. All right, what do you have? So we were we were shitting on Europe last time, sort of. We're, were we? Yeah, we were. We were all we, of it. Not all of it. Okay. Um, and we were also appreciating it. We were guessing which European country each of us could live in. Which, funny enough, is not the same European country. So we would have to. Stop doing the podcast if we if or, these dreams came or true. commute or, or telecommute. Right. Well, from for you from Ireland to Spain or Spain to Ireland. Oh, I'm not moving. Oh, so I'm not I would going come anywhere. To you. Yeah, I would come visit you in Ireland weekly yeah. on a weekly, weekly basis. basis. Yeah, it's got to be a train or a dragon you can ride or something. It it's Europe. I'm pretty sure a flight over there is you know eight euros. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, eight so, euros. We were talking though at one point about how bad. Um, like English cookies are, particularly digestives. Oh, no. And what I have in my hand here are McVitie's <laughs> digestives. <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were to make up the brand name, 
of digestives. <laughs> that that would be the one where I'm like, that's a little bit too too ridiculous. Right? That's a little too on the nose. Right? McVitie's. <laughs> um, and they're in like a tube. I don't know if any, it's very noisy. They're very noisy. And what these are is a, a wheat biscuit. Delicious. Covered in dark chocolate. Now, dark chocolate is written in all in caps. So it's yelling at us. Wait, it is like the chocolate and the dark are written in all caps? That is correct. So it's a wheat biscuit covered in dark chocolate! That is correct. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> manufactured by McVitie's Harlesden, Harlesden, mm-hmm. London, NW10 7NY. Don't know what any of that means. Great Britain, Consumer Services Department. Oh. And there's a P.O. box. Store in a cool, dry place. I did. I That's did do good. that. Yeah. Uh, nutrition facts. Oh, boy. What do you think happens if you put them in a warm, wet place? <laughs> they turn into little goddamn monsters. Poor bastards. And, uh, all right, I'm opening them. I'm going to take a whiff and then I'm going to... Oh, that smells perfectly fine. You want to have a whiff there? I mean... It... You want one? I, let's, I let's feel like this. I have to. Let's do this. My favorite thing. Okay. So it's like half dark chocolate and half just like, looks like a cracker supposed to be a cookie. There's a lot of... So my uh, first favorite thing on this podcast is when we talk about hip hop music. Uh-huh. My second favorite thing is when we eat stuff. I, <laughs> oh, these are real melty. I like that they... Uh... Oh, God. They they have a way of imprinting the word McVitie's original <laughs> oh on the back. They sure do. They look like that's baseballs. how you know you don't have a counterfeit disgusting biscuit. They look like. All right, we're gonna. All right, that's not very good. That's not very I mean, dry. Very dry. Mmm. <laughs> there. Some technique to this that we... Are you supposed to dip this in ale or something? I'm not talking the rest of the podcast, though. <laughs> um, I don't know what this is supposed to be like, but it's not very good. I don't... It tastes like whole wheat. I feel like they put the chocolate on there to trick you. Yeah. But they didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> It's a cracker. Mm-hmm. It tastes like a... It's salty, even. It's a crumbly cracker. It's a crumbly cracker with there, chocolate on the It doesn't the even have a crunch to it. Uh-uh. Well, bullshit. It's just some crumbly... Like, you bite it and it turns into powder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want another one? No. No. <laughs> I have, like, chocolate sawdust <laughs> stuck in my teeth right now. Yep. I wonder, you know, I thought maybe there would be some kind of reason they're called digestives on here. I don't feel like that's going to help you digest anything. No, no, it's just fucking, it's just wheat gluten and chocolate. I don't, I'm getting all the chocolate, obviously. Oh, man, can you imagine a a gluten-free <laughs> oh t- they make that i don't know do they make that surely they don't make that i i, w- I would, would be hope not horrendous mm. i'm thank god i have beer to make that better 
That was, you know what? I was giving it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I really was. It, <clears throat> I was wrong. I was very wrong. You do have bullshit cookies, England. Um, Mark my words. I, I want to be fair here. Wow. Yeah. It's from Scotland. Really? So, um, you have to yell at Scotland, and you get to yell at England, because the headquarters is there now. So. What? So, you were right. Remember I was talking about oat cakes, and you were saying, that sounds terrible? Mm-hmm. You were right. That was that was uh, their first major biscuit created in 1892. It tastes like 1892. Yeah. I think these were actually <laughs> made in 1892. <laughs> Is that why the bag coughed when I opened it? Oh, here. Uh, McVitie's biscuits were voted the most popular biscuits to dunk in tea. Oh. That makes more sense. Prince William... Like current Prince William? Yeah, in March 2011, at his wedding, had a groom's cake made from 1,700 McVitie's Rich Tea Biscuits and 17 kilograms, 37 pounds, of chocolate. Wow. Boy, talk about not knowing how to eat cake. (laughs) That is. <laughs> Do you think people, when they were eating that, they were just sort of like, well, I mean, that's the English. They're always a bit mildly displeased. Yeah. Do you think they were just ever so more mildly displeased <laughs> having to eat that? Oh, this is right. This seems right. That seems like a budget option. That seems like they had a sale at the bodega <laughs> and I bought all the fucking digestives. These were on clearance. And I just put frosting all over them to hold them together. Um, let me go through <laughs> some of these products here that they make. Uh, I want you to tell me which of these sounds good to you. Okay. Uh, these are the biscuits. Okay. Which, as we know... Are cookies supposedly? Yeah, that didn't taste uh, like a cookie. Digestives, uh huh. Fig roll. Oh, gross. Ginger nuts. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> hobnobs. I looked at hobnobs and okay. I almost got hobnobs. They uh, had more going on. Gold bar. I don't know. The fuck is that? <laughs> the rich tea biscuit. Mm-hmm. All okay. butter shortbread. All right, I'm, I'm into that. Really? I love shortbread. Ugh. Uh, let's see. Club biscuits. Then they have cakes. Oh, these cakes sound great. Lyle's Golden Syrup Cake. <laughs> oh! Ew! <laughs> Ew! Where, what have you been... Lyle? Yeah. Have you ever known anyone named Lyle that washed their hands? <laughs> I, you have not. I, you have not. I was out at Golden Syrup. I it doesn't I, matter what follows that. <laughs> what makes it Oh boy. Um Jamaica ginger cake? Racist. Probably. I bet if you take it to Jamaica, they're not pleased. They don't know what it is. They don't have that there. I <laughs> Jamaica ginger cake. I I'll say their savory snacks sound good. Yeah. Cheddars. Okay. They look like cheese crackers. That, that's fine. And mini cheddars. Oh, little ones? They're like cheddars, but smaller. Oh, Nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like cat food. 
those would be terrible because they're just digestives. Oh, they are? <laughs> yeah. They're just little versions of what we just had? Digestive thins. Oh, boy. For the person who wants a digestive but is watching their figure. Why do we... I just can't wrap my brain why they would choose to call it a digestive. Would you eat something called a crack of wheat? <laughs> That's all one word. A crack of wheat? <laughs> is that a white people racial slur? <laughs> Get these crack-a-weets out of here. Sure does sound like one. Yeah. I'm going to eat another one. I don't... Man, there's a fair amount of calories for something that is not Terrible. good. 90. 90 <laughs> calories for one of these little rat bastards. Oh, man. These were $4 and like 90 cents, by the way. Ridiculous. I think that's Scotland's main export at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't understand I just don't get it I don't know I feel like I need tea at some point Yep Yep To make to it see right if I'm missing something But I also know 100% I'm not missing anything <laughs> <laughs> I don't Any I, I, I said this before I said this last episode Yeah. Any baked good that you have to dip it into a liquid to enjoy it, not good. Doesn't qualify. Yeah. And apparently that's how you consume these. Just give me the chocolate. It, your mouth your mouth feel dry? Yep. Did it soak it all up? Yep. For, for Any good. spit left in there? Nope, not not at all. <laughs> so. The Mojave Desert inside. I, how much sand is in those? Does it tell you how much sand? There's no trans fat. So that's that's a positive. Um, I was hoping there'd be some sort of... You know how they always have like the, the company story? Yeah. No. I want that on here. I'll give you the company story. You want to hear it? We we made a bad product, but we've committed now. <laughs> every, every, so, every tube of McVitie's comes with an apology on the back of it. The, uh, the Keebler elves used to work for McVitie's. Okay. They all got very, very depressed, and they decided to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is... Okay, so this is like... You know the Keebler cookies where it is like shortbread with chocolate on yeah, the back? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. With the stripes? But a thousand times worse. Yep, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Those are both thinner and somehow like more moist. Yeah. 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 Like they put butter in those. Uh-huh. I don't think there's butter in that. I, you know how they have those, like the, every Thanksgiving they have the uh, hot dog eating competition and oh yeah i want i want to see <laughs> oh god i want to see a digestives uh <laughs> eating competition it kills that poor japanese guy just every person <laughs> is just there making like the saddest face <laughs> <laughs> well you know the strategy that they use to eat all those hot dogs right like they dip them in water yeah well you could do the same with these you could dip them in water and then consume them you're still but... only getting three down <laughs> And then your water is just brown. <laughs> just brown. Oh, man. That's I gross. Publix, what is wrong with you? I don't you know. You got the whole bakery. I just 
I just talked about how great your desserts are. You did. And you're wasting uh, valuable shelf space on this terrible, terrible dessert. To be honest, not that much. Not well, that yeah. much shelf space. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, no. I think there were two rolls of these. There's also a good chance that these have been there since that store yep. opened because no one else is buying them. <laughs> they had to restock <laughs> because I bought these. Yeah. Well, call McVitie's. We need another pack. <laughs> yeah, there's one guy who has a very dusty desk. His only job is to call England mm-hmm. when they run out of English-themed foods. And get get one more pack. You get one more pack. One more. Yeah. They order them in the ones. That's right. <laughs> oh, Reginald. Mm. Poor, poor bastard. Poor Reggie. Poor Reggie. Mm. He doesn't like being called that. It's It's Reginald. Well. I don't have to respect him. His, his job's not respectable. <laughs> Do you think he'll run for mayor, just like uh, our friend uh, no, Basil Marceau? Basil Marceau. Well, he no, don't run for mayor. I'm, I'm sorry, governor. Thank you. Think big. Think respect big. Respect Basil and Reginald. Um. <laughs> so we're having a a goob, gubernatorial gubernatorial. <laughs> race right now in tennessee that's the worst word goob a notorial is that not yeah, the worst terrible, word it's a terrible word anyway and so among the goobs are uh carl dean who used to be the mayor of nashville by all accounts a uh, decent decent fella uh and one diane black who <clears throat> um is she dating beelzebub it's it's undetermined i don't think I don't think so. No. Hard to date yourself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, you might think we're being a little shitty right here because it's a lady, right? Mm-hmm. Except... It has nothing to do with that. Nope. She's a terrible person. She's bad. Like, Beth Harwell is also a lady. I'm not saying this about Beth Harwell. No, no. No, no. Um, She's, by all accounts, fine. Diane Whatever. Black, Black is basically a Trump minion uh, in our state. So... And most people listening to this are not from Tennessee, so they haven't gotten to witness this. I, every morning, like to watch the local news because I like to know what's happening in the world. Sure you In do. my community. Yes. You're invested. I swear every advertising spot has been purchased by uh, Diane Black, by Randy Boyd, and by um, uh, Bill Lee. All all Republican yeah. candidates for all governor. All Republicans. For governor. And so it's just a constant stream of of Republican cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> like just destroying each other, going, This person says they like Donald Trump, but I don't think they really like Donald Trump. I like Donald Trump. And then someone else will have an ad saying, They said I don't really like Donald Trump. But I do like Donald Trump. <laughs> Here's a picture of me on his dick. If you didn't know, I hate immigrants, love Donald Trump. I'm okay with his wife, but only because she's associated with Donald Trump. If she were just an immigrant, get her out. <laughs> uh, it's just back and forth between these three. <laughs> just cycling inside. To the point where it doesn't sound like the, the Democrat candidates are even having to advertise. No. I've seen ads, and yeah. they're like, hey... So I, I'm running too. <laughs> All right, 
See you in a month. And so Bye. T- t- today's <laughs> vote was for the primaries. Yeah. And in yeah. our state, you have to pick a ballot. You can pick a general ballot. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think allows you to the general ballot. Choose. I don't. I honestly don't know what would have been on the general ballot this right, time. Right. Right. Because there weren't any general items. Correct. Um, That's true. Yeah. Or you get the Republican or, or the, the Democrat. Democrat. And and you know what? I was a little afraid that I would have to stand there and be like, "I would like the blue one, please." Yeah. But they just sort of point. You know which one? You know you you always get an elderly person at the polling place, right? And uh, and usually they have no time for you, um, or they're very sweet. I had a very sweet older uh, African American lady. She was great, and she just sort of lightly gestured. She even assumed, I think, because I'm a nice person. She was like, "You said you wanted this one, right?" And she pointed to the Democrat, and I was like, "I didn't say, but yes, I do." <laughs> and uh yeah and so otherwise you know you have to stand there and and, and say but they, they they actually pull it off in a way that's not as scary now right. my wife had a strategy because this diane black person is so crazy i uh, mean the worst the worst the worst the worst talk about your islamophobe homophobe everything a phobe basically yeah um though she's she's african-american isn't she yeah she is isn't she who who Diane Black? No. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking. Oh no, else. you just got confused by her last name. I did. know uh, she, <laughs> she she is definitely. Not. Who is the one that was uh, that was running for mayor? That was. Um, um, I don't know. She didn't. She didn't win. Thank God. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so um. This this is Diane Black. Uh, I will describe her. Oh wow. Um, for the people who cannot see this picture on my phone. Imagine the older, very, I mean, like, you just see her and assume she's racist, um, white lady librarian. Yeah. That is, like, a real stickler on the don't bring food or drink in here rules. (laughs) Like, that's her. Yep, that's her. (laughs) That's her. Don't, she's the one who is telling you you have to throw away your bottle of Aquafina before you go look at books. This was four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. She's the type of person that would enjoy a digestive. <laughs> she, she. She would think it's the, the best. She's the human equivalent of a digestive. <laughs> So, okay. So, I thought about doing the same thing your wife did. Yeah, she got a Republican ballot. Uh-huh. Because this is a primary. And she could cause chaos. Chaos. She voted for someone else besides Diane Black. Okay. I think Randy Boyd. So, my question is, why did she not vote for Basil Marceau? <laughs> is he on the Republican ballot? No, he's on the Republican okay. ballot. Basil Marceau, we have to explain, I think, a little bit. I didn't, in fact, know about Basil Marceau until you came over tonight. Right. So he he's run multiple times. Um, Stephen Colbert has made fun of him before. Okay. He's back on the ballot this time. Uh, I've, <laughs> I'm on his website here. It's www.republicaninarepublic.com. Ah, Apparently, basilmarceau.com was stolen. Oh, it, it says this at the top it says of that the website. At the top? It is now basilmarceau007.com. <laughs> go 
God loves me. Um, let me. <laughs> so, so here's a part where he's a. Uh, He's explaining his stances on things here. Okay. The next Tennessee governor of 2018. Oh, boy. We've got an extra zero in there. <laughs> is, he, is, that, is that his thing? Maybe maybe he's uh, <laughs> maybe he's aiming way in the future. 2018? Yeah. That's the secret 2018. <laughs> First, with or without governorhood is moving the state's southern border from North Carolina to the Mississippi River. <laughs> See the tab. Email me. I will send you a copy of the map. Will you do that right now? <laughs> I think it's too late now. The election's over. The second thing for 2018, a proclamation statewide Christian debt jubilee pardoning all the debt of all citizens. Oh, why didn't I vote for him? <laughs> on page on page of Gov two, fighting for your rights, education one and two, open door policies. A spaceship platform here to go to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> so I he's he's not a crazy person. I don't know. But he's a crazy person. Third is a proclamation to disassembling of the state county city bar associations for non-compliance to Tennessee Supreme Court, Tennessee Criminal and Civil Appeal Court decisions through 1866 to 2018. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fourth. These, some of these are wildly specific. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened in... Uh, this guy might be the greatest student of like Tennessee regional court decisions. I I think so. Fourth, I'm for the second amendment rights, but you must remember what the constitution really says. It says you have rights to protect your, ourselves from the government. It does not say it for hunting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to own hunting rifles. You're allowed to own government shooting rifles. <laughs> this is for the president in case they ever get out of hand. So if the government is coming at us with assault rifles, misspelled rifles, by the way. You're reading again now? Yeah. Okay. Then we need disassembling of the state, county, city bar associations. Wait a minute. Moving the state line continue on moving state line tab. Oh, geez. Oh, God. Hang on to your hats. Um, I have not listened to this, but I feel like I need to. This is um, Basil Marceau's wife singing his campaign jingle. Oh, holy God. Yeah, this is BasilMarceau.com, the writing candidate for Governor of Tennessee. I want to introduce you to my wife, Catano. We have a surprise for you. Catano? BasilMarceau.com is the man with the solution. He'll put in the best and kick out the rest. He'll break your constitution. BasilMarceau.com is the man with the law. And you can bet he'll be there to fight for your cause. So listen, my friend, very close to what I have to say. And be there at the polls on the next voting day. BasilMarceau.com is the man with the solution. He'll put in the best and kick out the rest. He'll break your constitution. Right in. That was not bad at all. 
I'm I'm concerned that <laughs> that his only platform in that jingle seems to be breaking Break the Constitution. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, catchy though, catchy. Was her name Katana, like the sword? Uh, I I did not catch it, but it sounded like it. <laughs> just yes. just to clarify, he sa- the way he speaks sounds like he might have a mental issue, but I don't. He think was a he marine. Does. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> that does things. To you, I think. And he's also an inventor and entrepreneur. And an importer-exporter? Importer-exporter. You know, that's the most questionable job title. It, It's a really... I, there's, there's a Seinfeld episode where George wants to be an importer-exporter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's because you, you can say it, and it's not specific enough that anyone... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, what are you importing? What are you exporting? Eh. Anything. Whatever. <laughs> I could I could set up an eBay store right now, and I could sell one thing to Canada. I'm an importer-exporter. Indeed you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. So far, I've only exported, but yeah. I'll be importing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm shopping right now. I'll be importing <laughs> shortly. I'm going to buy some stuff from Brazil. <laughs> yeah, I... That's a wild one. He's on level with Vermin Supreme, who runs for president every year, and has a pretty weird platform, too, though he's like a kind of a free love guy, Vermin Supreme. Yeah. This guy, I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy. Well, so the video I showed you before, um, he he had a lot of, a lot more stances that he clearly stated there. Yeah, yeah. Um, such as... Uh, planting grass in all of the open areas to use for gasoline. Yep. Um. <laughs> it also seems like he thinks his last name is Marceau.com. Yeah. Is that just a repetition thing to get me to try to go there? Well, it's been stolen. You can't do it now. <laughs> yeah. For you to help you make a choice in the governor's primary race. As part of that commitment, we have given all five candidates from the two major parties time during our news to let you know where they stand in their own words about the topics of their choosing. That's right. And the order was chosen by random drawing tonight. We hear from Basil Marceau. Random order because they don't want it to seem like they're endorsing (laughs) this lunatic. Marceau.com, the Republican candidate for governor. I'd like to recall all permits and registrations for guns. Everyone can carry guns. If you kill someone, no, you get murdered. You go to jail. And uh, I'd like to put uh, plant grass or vegetation across the state or any vacant lot and sell it for gas so we can use it, use it for our expenses. Also, I'm going to remove all gold fringe flags from the state. And fly the real flag with three stripes. We also want to. Someone hates gold fringe. Yeah, it's a weird, uh, weird stance on gold fringe that I've never heard before. Nope. I want you to say the pledge of allegiance to a republic in the morning when you come out, and we all pray to God and say Amen, and everyone have a nice day. And I see you all at the polls. Thank you. Have a nice day. When I come out, finally, mm-hmm. I will say pledge to the Republic every day. <laughs> and God bless. I 
I have, I have, I have an issue with this. Where like this video, it's from 2010. Yeah, he's yeah. posted it on his website saying he still believes all these things. All right, 2010, it was funny. 2018, it's not as funny anymore. <laughs> more, more sad. Like he's not. I mean, he's not getting the nomination. But me. I could see a world where enough people believed in the getting rid of the gold fringe flag idea. <laughs> didn't we? Didn't we note that just tonight he got like point something of the vote? Like four hundred people it amounted oh, to. He was at seven hundred. Seven hundred. Um, let's see here. Throughout the state of Tennessee, seven hundred free souls chose to vote for this man they they could have chosen a number of other people in fact anyone <laughs> 698 of them were not basil marceau or his wife <laughs> I, I don't know i feel like his wife like there's still only like a 50 percent chance that she, she voted <laughs> yeah me too that was half-hearted her delivery yeah. was a little half-hearted yeah like that was that was the i don't uh, i don't want to do that basil why do I have to sing this song for the video? There's going to be dozens of people who see that. Um, I'm trying to find the updated results here. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of live. Uh, I'm just saying, goob, that all I want is for me to live in a state where Basil Marceau gets more votes than diane black oh that'd be fantastic that'd be the best thing ever <laughs> and i'm sorry i thought she was actually black i i don't know how i made that mistake she she's not though uh she's she's a she's a very cranky she's a person who probably like gets upset that you can't just say the n-word as freely as she would like <laughs> yeah it's 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 uh restrictive of free speech don't you know? <laughs> I, one of these days, someone someone is going to hear them saying these things about them, and they're going to want to sue us. Oh, yeah. But then at the same time, they're going to be like, but he's right. I, I really do wish I could say the N-word more often. Also, if I sue them, then will they take away all the podcasts and then I'll have no entertainment? <laughs> what are we going to do when... When that's the only entertainment left. I guess we'll just dream of electric sheep. If, I mean, maybe. Maybe not. We don't know. We don't know. I'm mad at this book. It's ambiguous. Ah! Ah! Hmm. uh, On a positive note, I did go to a concert last weekend. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, your wife was... There's an odd thunderstorm. That thing was bizarre. Uh, yeah, I went to a concert last weekend that yeah. your wife was uh, working at. Mm-hmm. She was in charge of. Uh, she uh, she had to keep the elephant cooled down. Yeah. Well, she she uh, she actually so she works at the concert venue in town. One of the concert venues. Yes. The the one where this concert was at. Don't mind that. What was that? And um, a video. <laughs> uh, 
and she she actually very much enjoyed this concert. Oh, good. Weezer and Pixies. And the Pixies. Yeah. Uh, mostly because no one no one tried to be be terrible at the concert or yeah. the bands. No, no, the people who were there weren't terrible. No, they were all very pleasant people. For the most she, part. Um, I and I know I'm going to get the band wrong, but a few weeks ago she had to work. Um, some it was a hair metal band uh, from you know from the eighties. Sure, that they shouldn't still be playing music, and there definitely shouldn't be people still watching them play music. <laughs> and. It was the worst. Like I've I've seen her come home tired before. Yeah, she came home from that concert like she had just been through Vietnam. <laughs> she a little bit like Basil Marceau. <laughs> yeah, it was a bunch of middle aged people trying to relive their heyday. Oh no! And so they're just like, I'm gonna rush the stage, and people would have to be like, You can't do that. It's 2018. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> that's how that's how band members get shot. You're uh, not allowed up here. <laughs> I don't want your weird panties. Yeah. Please please stop doing the things you're doing. And so Weezer and the Pixies, the crowd, nothing like that. No, very positive environment, I have to say. Uh she she was much much happier aside from uh having witnessed Weezer playing uh, Toto's Africa. Yeah. That upset her? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, understandably. You also find it upsetting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't find the idea of them playing the song upsetting. I find the idea that they covered the song just as a very straightforward cover of it. Like an accurate remake? Yeah. yeah it's not... Did. That's boring yeah yeah don't be boring we uh Pix pixies are one of my favorite bands of all time and i'd never seen them before and it was a awesome experience for me great they said nothing to the crowd yeah no hey we're the at one point the bass player who was not kim deal filling in she did a great job i'm, not, I'm still not sure who it was she Diane said black i think oh was that Diane black yeah <laughs> well all right damn it i wish i would have known that before i voted today um she said thanks nashville and that's it that's the only word spoken for their whole See, set. i don't know if i like that i did only because like their music isn't it's not that kind of music well you know but yeah you're also going to be biased towards them of course like they they could have done anything and you would have been... Almost anything. Uh, Almost pretty anything. close. Yeah. They played really well. Like the like anything below coming out and saying, you know, Diane's Bla Diane Black's <laughs> right. I do wish I could say the N-word more often. <laughs> Aside from that... Here I go. <laughs> yeah. And they just... Yeah. N-word. N-word. Just rapid -word. fire. N-word. It's like a Lil Wayne song all of a sudden. I feel better. Like a Lil Wayne song, but with a lot more hard R's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, outside of that. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> So, as, as a casual Pixies fan... Yeah. I, I would have wanted to hear them talk. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it when I go to a concert and the lead singer seems to have a personality. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, it was great though. It's like I realized how much Frank Black, you know, is the lead singer, um, except for the songs where Kim Deal was the lead singer. I, I realized how much he puts into the performance. Like he looked like genuinely like it was almost like painful at times. Yeah. You know, because he does a lot of weird vocal things. Is this a bad time to tell yeah. you that they were lip syncing? Were they? No. no. Come on, they weren't <laughs> lip syncing. Come on. I have no idea. I wasn't there. He looks like he I mean he looks like he's like straining at times, yeah. you know what I mean? Like like it's actually Oh he looks difficult. constipated. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's that's what you want. <laughs> Versus like a, a Rivers from Weezer. Yeah. Who you know, it's a very you know, it's a very different band. I, I can understand why they're why they're on tour together. But I also can't understand why they're on tour together. Pixies are very sort of weird and dark. Mm-hmm. And Weezer's very pleasant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and I I kind of I wish I was in Weezer. Because <laughs> they're at this point now. Yeah. Where they just don't. Like, they don't care. They can do anything. Like, they don't need to try nope. anymore. And, I mean, occasionally they do. They don't always. Sometimes they cover Toto <laughs> without any it's creativity involved. But, like, they're just out there. Like, anything they do now is just like, oh, we're going to go enjoy ourselves. Mm. Yep, that's the idea behind the band. I feel like I feel like Rivers, he turned off some of his neuroticism around, like, the Red album. Yeah. And then just started doing, like, ah, whatever. I'm I'm just rivers. I'm going to do what I want now. Ah! And <laughs> yeah, no, that's the vibe that I got yeah. for sure. That's exactly the vibe I got. We we saw them at Pilgrimage Festival. Oh yeah, here in town a couple years ago, and like it, I, there was nothing about it that you'd be like that was like they were amazing, but you're like oh that was a fun concert. And that's all they want. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's, I mean, that was my takeaway. There was a boat, and at one point he, um, you know this. Yeah. The, the audience doesn't. He takes a scooter off stage. As one does. As one does. Throws on a captain's hat and jacket. Naturally. And then goes out to this boat that's on wheels mm-hmm. that slaves are pushing. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they push him. And then, he's, then he started shouting. Yep. Yep. Diane Black's favorite word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, over and over. Even though I think one guy was like Italian and the other was Well, he Arabic doesn't know what it means. <laughs> true. <laughs> and on this little boat, there was an acoustic guitar yeah. and apparently some wireless technology. Okay. Because he sang a couple songs from the boat out in the middle of the audience, which was cool. Yeah. Because there's like this sidewalk in the middle and like we're in the cheap seats kind of, you know, we're on the lawn. And so they push him, you know, through us, right. basically. Only a couple of people were injured along the way. Just long enough for him to play uh, Island in the Sun. Yeah. Good, good. A good tune. acoustic choice. Good tune. And the whole audience of, mo- let's be honest, mostly white people. Yeah. We're going hip, hip. Like it's a real word. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's not just a weird sound he made when they were recording that song. <laughs> yeah, man. That is the example of why my wife came home in a much better mood than when she, I want to say it was Foreigner and someone else. Oh, God. Um, Oh, um, White Snake. That was it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
so the it's white snake crowd, uh, all in their fifties, <sighs> and you know they're they're there to have a good time. It's their first time at a concert in like ten years, and so we're up. So they're you know just all over the place, and anyone who tells them anything, they're like, I rock and roll, yeah. <laughs> the so the Weezer thing, they knew the boat was coming. Yeah, as employees, yeah, because they had to keep the boatway clear. Oh, the boatway. Yeah, his boatway. And so there was a girl who was out there, and she had to say, "Hey, he's going to be coming through here on a boat in a minute." And instead of doing like every White Snake fan, the girl just goes, "Oh, okay," and goes and sits back down. <laughs> Yep. Like, that's the difference between a white snake and a Weezer crowd. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. And people were singing along, singing their hearts out. Yeah. Beverly Hills. I always hate that song. So, yeah. Fuck Beverly Hills. Yeah. The place. And the song. The, song. the Weezer song. Well, I mean, <laughs> I have no attachment to the place either. Having never been there, neither do I. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all of it. All of it. The TV show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except for the hillbilly part. I love that part. Oh, well, the, the the hillbillies. Yeah. I mean, they just took their charm into Beverly Hills. They did. The rest of that show, outside of the hillbillies? Goddamn, I love those critters. I wonder how many podcasts uh, this week are going to reference Beverly Hillbillies. I think we're the only ones. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> we win! Sushi Jackknife. Yeah, Sushi Jackknife. Ah. Uh.